welcome to On This Day in Tudor History with me, Claire Ridgway, author of several Tudor history books. Today, I'm taking you back to the very eventful reign of King Henry VIII, to a dastardly deed. For On This Day in Tudor History, the 13th of November, 1536, Mercer, a member of parliament, Robert Packington, was shot to death by an unknown assailant while he was on his way to mass at St. Thomas of Acre Chapel. He was shot with a wheel-lock pistol. Packington was laid to rest at St. Pancras Church on the 16th of November with reformer Robert Barnes preaching at his funeral. He left behind a wife and two young sons. Chronicler Edward Hall gave an account of Packington's murder. Here is what he wrote. In this year, one Robert Packington, Mercer of London, a man of good substance and yet not so rich as honest and wise, this man dwelled in Cheapside at the sign of the leg and used daily at four of the clock, winter and summer, to rise and go to mass at a church then called St Thomas of Acres, but now named the Mercer's Chapel. And one morning, among all other, being a great misty morning, such as hath seldom been seen, even as he was crossing the street from his house to the church, he was suddenly murdered with a gun, which of the neighbours was plainly heard, and by a great number of labourers, at the same time standing at Soper Lane End, he was both seen go forth of his house, and also the clap of the gun was heard. But the deed-doer was never espied nor known. Many were suspected, but none could be found faulty." Howbeit, it is true that forasmuch as he was known to be a man of great courage and one that both could speak and also would be heard, and at the same time he was one of the burgesses of the Parliament for the City of London, and had talked somewhat against the covetousness and cruelty of the clergy, he was had in contempt with them, and therefore most like by one of them thus shamefully murdered, as you perceive that Master Hun was in the sixth year of the reign of this king. Now the Master Hun that Hall is referring to here was Richard Hun, a merchant tailor who was arrested for heresy by church officials after he tried to use the common law courts against the church after a dispute with a priest over his son's burial. Hun was found dead in his prison cell in 1514 and it was suspected he'd been murdered by church officials. Martyrologist John Fox included Robert Packington in his famous Book of Martyrs, although he mistakenly dated his death to 1538. He used Hall's record word for word, but added bits. For example, he wrote, Although many in the meantime were suspected, yet none could be found faulty therein, the murderer so covertly was conveyed till at length by the confession of Dr. Incent, Dean of Paul's, on his deathbed, it was known and by him confessed that he himself was the author thereof by hiring an Italian for 60 crowns or thereabouts to do the feat. And he also wrote that Packington was all the more held in disdain by the clergy because he was thought also to have some talk with the king and that he was murdered by the said Dr. Incent for his labour. In an earlier edition of his work, Fox put the blame on John Stokesley, Bishop of London. Fox also explained that Packington was the brother of Augustine Packington, who, he explains, 
deceived Bishop Tunstall in buying the new translated Testament of Tyndall. Edward Hall also writes of Augustine Packington and the Bishop of London, explaining that Packington, who was a man that highly favoured William Tyndall, helped William Tyndall by getting the Bishop of London to buy a load of New Testaments. Tyndall was in debt at the time and was also in danger having a lot of copies of his New Testament in his possession. So Packington told the Bishop that he could get hold of copies of the New Testament for the Bishop to burn as heretical books if the Bishop paid for them. Packington then bought them from Tyndall. Hall writes of Tyndall's reaction to this deal. I am the gladder, said Tyndall, for these two benefits shall come thereof. I shall get money of him for these books to bring myself out of debt, and the whole world shall cry out upon the burning of God's work. And the overplus of the money that shall remain to me shall make me more studious to correct the said New Testament, and so newly to imprint the same once again. And I trust the second will much better like you than ever did the first. What a deal. Chronicler Raphael Hollinshed writes that the murderer was eventually discovered. He wrote, At length, the murderer indeed was condemned at Banbury in Oxfordshire to die for a felony which he afterwards committed. And when he came to the gallows on which he suffered, he confessed that he did this murder. Until that time, he was never had in any suspicion thereof. It's hard to know what happened. But like his brother, Robert Packington was of the Reformed faith, with Protestant Rose Hickman recalling how he used to bring English Bibles from beyond the sea. The Packington brothers, as merchants who had travelled to Antwerp on business, were in a perfect position to take Bibles and other religious works back to England. It does appear that Robert Packington's faith and his criticism of the clergy led to his violent death. Historian and author Derek Wilson points out that poor Robert Packington probably holds the dubious distinction of being the first person in England to be killed with a handgun. And I'll give you a link to read more about Packington's murder in Wilson's article for History Extra, The Hunt for the Tudor Hitman. You'll find a link to that in the description. Wilson also used Packington's unsolved murder in his historical thriller, The First Horseman, which is well worth a read. Tomorrow, I'll be talking about Thomas Culpepper and Jane Boleyn and how things were not looking good for them in 1541. Do make sure you're subscribed, click right there, and that you've hit the bell so you don't miss that video. Also on this day in Tudor history, the 13th of November 1553, the former Queen Jane or Lady Jane Grey was tried for treason at Guildhall in London. She wasn't the only one tried, her husband, Lord Guilford Dudley, his brothers Ambrose and Henry, and Thomas Cramner, Archbishop of Canterbury, were also tried for treason for their parts in putting Jane on the throne. Find out more about what happened at their trials and what happened to them afterwards in last year's video. You'll find a link to that in the description. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.